Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, fellow humans. Welcome to the Hot Mess Clubhouse, a podcast celebrating funny women, hosted by super legend Lucy Vine. That's me. This week we welcome absolute goddess Sophie Hagen. She's a comedian, writer, podcaster, author and my inspiration in all things. Her book Happy Fat came out last month and if you haven't read it yet you really should. It's part memoir, part social commentary about her life as a fat woman. She also hosts the intense and brilliant Made of Human podcast as well as the secret dinosaur cult with her friend Jodie. Both are wonderful. We talk about all those things as well as other varied subjects such as playing spin the bottle with your first love, being happy single and dating men who want to save you. I love this woman and I hope you do too. Hello Sophie. Hello. Hi and welcome to the clubhouse. Thank you so much. Have you ever been in a club before? Ooh, yes, I was in a club when I was eight or nine. There was this um, abandoned Oh, what's, what are they called? It was like an abandoned lorry church. Like a scrapyard place? Yeah, like a cemetery. Place. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I think it was. I might be romanticizing. In what way was this a club? So we would meet up there and oh, right. hang out. So we were like, I don't know what we were called, we were like the club. <laughs> was then, there a mission statement? Was it just to I think we wanted to solve crime. Okay, cool. I don't so we remember kind of a, that. A scrapyard famous five kind of deal. Yeah, I think so. We don't. I don't think any crime was really solved. Uh, I'm so excited you're here with me. You are a human being that I only <laughs> discovered like last year. Yeah. Um, but now you're the centre of my universe. That's good. That's so, all I want to so make up for lost times. And you're not only a hilarious goddess, but mm-hmm. you are also a podcasting genius. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> In a second. Um, I was listening to Secret Dinosaur Cult on the way here, and it's yeah. really funny Thank you. Um, but actually it feels a lot sillier than your other podcasts obviously made in human uh, made of human sorry um it does get really intense doesn't it yeah i mean obviously it's not always serious and it's really brilliant and funny and all that but um your subjects seem to get quite raw with you and i i wondered if that is just something about you do people just sort of spill their secrets to you yeah do you people, have a secret yeah. face <laughs> people, have, people have always told me very deep things. Yeah, people tell often, me them all. Sometimes people get really annoyed. Sometimes people are like, why am I telling you this? I didn't mean to tell you this. Like, actually, why am I telling you this? I'm like, I really didn't ask you to. Now, I've been in interviews where people try to do it with me in a way where I'm like, because I, I don't mind opening up. I open up about everything. Like all my podcasts about yeah. me oversharing. But I can sometimes I, I can sense people trying to get me like trick me into saying things and really? particularly journalists do this but that won't be the same you know podcast people won't just you yeah. know oh, I know just 
speak. To cry or whatever. Oh, a journalist wanted to say something they could use as a clickbait. Right, yeah, but either way, when you sense that you're about to be tricked into something, or because what I don't think I do with Mopad is... I don't think I trick people into it. I just no. have a conversation. I mean, sometimes I try to place. dig because sometimes what they're saying is boring. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, sometimes I'm like, so you're just happy? Like that so can't you ever be. had sex with somebody's husband? Yeah, it can be something. But it's also about finding the boundary between good, interesting podcasting and will they ask me not to release it? Oh, really? And have you had that happen to you then? Has anybody said, please, please? Do. No, they haven't. Because I think I've... But there are some where I've been like, <laughs> I need to release this now. Yeah, before you change your mind. Yeah, like go straight home afterwards and release it now because... On the train. I don't want them to have time to regret this. Yeah. Because, and I, if I think this is going to ruin their lives, I obviously wouldn't put it out either way and say, like, I'm going to edit that out. Who's been your favourite guest? Are you allowed to have favourites? Oh, oh my <laughs> That is the most difficult question I've ever asked because... I mean, it's all. I have a few. I have <laughs> somewhere. Well, I don't even think that because there's what, 130. Yeah, you've done quite a lot. <laughs> 35 episodes. The, the least favourites are the easiest. Tell me the worst. Well, that, that I couldn't do. But oh, there are some where I've sat after 40 minutes and thought, I have nothing left. But the best ones, I, I keep thinking fondly of the one with Alison Spitzel because it was so funny. Um, I have stuff like the one with. Um, Sophie Duca, where she came out as um, bisexual, which was amazing. Yeah. She was like, Did you know she was going to do that? No, no, oh, no, yeah. they don't tell me. <laughs> they don't tell me these things all the time. No one ever says I'm going to make a huge. Uh, like, Jodie came out as non binary on my podcast. Right. She wasn't like, I am non binary. Right. It was just like, Yeah, I think maybe, yeah, probably. And we're just like, Yeah. Yeah, me too, probably, maybe. I think. So you've got your stand up tour coming up in yes. April, May, June, is that right? Yes. Is it called Happy Fat or Bubble Wrap or both? It's called Bubble Wrap Happy Fat. So that is the whole title? Because it's a stand-up book tour. Gotcha. Yes. I get it now. I was very, I didn't know how to really market it because, right. I mean, what, how do we do that? But basically the first hour is me doing Bubble Wrap, which is my, the first stand-up show yes. I ever did in yeah, 2015. Because it is to do with body image in a lot of ways, also to do with a lot of other stuff. Sure. But the main gist of it is about how I learned to love my body. Yeah. And then the second half is me doing... I talk about the book and, and fatness. I possibly will do a Q&A or I'll do a reading. I haven't quite figured so out yet. Are you excited? I'm so excited. Do you get nervous? Sometimes, but only I get nervous if I don't think I can remember what I'm going to say. Okay. Or you, what kind of nervous person are you? Are you like sweating, twitchy, throwing up on stage hands? Um, heart palpitations. Okay. <laughs> uh, last, when was that? 2017. All of at the Edinburgh Festival, I had stage fright for the first time in my life. Oh, really? Oh, Having done God. stuff before and then yeah, it just came out of nowhere? It was my third, my third show. I'd done two tours. That's yeah. so crazy. And then suddenly, Some and it was the most uncomfortable. Like, you know when people say they're stage fright, I've never really understood it. You know, you oh, understand really? nerves and stuff. Yeah. I had nerves before, but I didn't know that it was like a, such a physical thing. Like, my whole body shut down and I, like my heart was racing, my mouth was dry, my sh- hands were shaking. And at one point, I was so, I don't know what the word is, but like, it felt like almost delusional. Or, 
They're like, I started oh praying. God, that's really scary. I started praying. I don't know where it Do you believe from. in God? Or was that just kind of absolute desperation? I don't even know who I prayed to. So it was just like, <laughs> give me an hour, give me an hour. Like, I need an hour. I cannot go on right now. Give me an hour. I just need an hour. Be someone. If there's anyone out there, give me an hour. And then I heard the one to the stage. I had to go out. and it was Because you seem so at ease when you're actually on the stage. Usually yeah, I am. Usually right. I have a lot. So of that's hour. not just a fake. Like, no, no, no. You are actually calm. And I guess that was the end of the month because I spoke to a lot of comedians about it who kind of said the right things and I started telling the audience like I don't know what has happened but now I have stage fright I don't know why but it's really bad this is my were job were they nice to you though? <laughs> they were nice but there's a thing about stand-up audiences they need to trust that you think you're funny okay. <laughs> you know it's, I think that might be the same with everything you, you trust people if they seem confident in what they're doing which I think is a bit weird and actually a bit problematic at times Yeah, because it's it's not the same thing. You can be funny without being confident, but people do. Yeah. I mean, I dated a my last proper boyfriend was a fan that I met after my gig. I mean, and you want people who like what you do. Yeah, but it's <laughs> the line. Like the worst I did. I oh, mean, really? he was actually was really really sweet, a very good guy. But he had I realized after a few weeks that he had an an idea of who I was. That I have no idea where it came from. No idea. I was like, wait, what? You thought... Oh, really? Wait, what? We had a huge argument, a huge argument. <laughs> Very big argument. But this is, I guess, maybe the trouble. When you're a person on stage, you are only presenting a certain version of yourself a lot of the time. Yeah, but I didn't think I was. At this point, I genuinely didn't think I had done that. But I think when you see a performer, people tend to read into them what they want to see. Because I think yeah. people really want to feel represented and understood and they will see someone they sort of like and they'll think they're probably like me, they won't say anything that's <laughs> going to hurt me ever, which is dangerous and terrible. Because yeah, we're human beings, we're shit Yeah, but I do also think I might come across, well, I know I come across as a nicer person than I, well, not nice. <laughs> you really are. Like, you know, I often get, it's, like, I can be on stage and be like, I am fat and I'm hot and I love being fat. People will still say, shouldn't be that self-deprecating. Like, no, that's because you are. That's because you're you hearing negativity you're in the word fat. fat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's your own self But he thought that I was kind of, I mean, helpless is a big word, but... I wanted to save you. I do, yeah, I do. I get a few. There's a few men who have fallen in love with me and then at some point they will say... I can save you, or I can help you, or one guy had this whole so fantasy he told me where he was like, oh, you would come home after a gig, and everyone would have seen you, and you would have seemed so powerful, but then with me, you could let your guard down and be really vulnerable and tell me what you were scared of. It makes me feel a bit sick. <laughs> I was like, this is disgusting. What do you think, what do you think I am? And then I went on, um, there were some trolls when I was I was on Tinder for a bit and deleted it, but I only deleted the app, Tinder not your profile. self-loathing. <laughs> and then I, I was in Denmark for two days and some trolls found the profile and that became a huge thing. Seriously. And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to go on. Because for me it's a vulnerable thing to be like, of course. I, I think I want to date someone. I know. And then I just don't want that vulnerability out there with that many people who are like... <laughs> into yeah I'm also not looking like I'm really happy with my life right now this is the trouble like, I'm not the trouble but I'm just so happy on my own that it's, it feels like it, having to kind of put myself out there and do that deal with all that fucking shit I just can't be bothered and then another year goes by and I'm like oh I've been single for like yeah, seven it's years it's been a while now I haven't had sex in a year yay <laughs> I haven't had good sex in many ways <laughs> 
Um, I'm going to interrupt this amazing chat yeah. to do a quick fire. So this isn't actually a quick fire, it's um, a casual fire round, okay. which is an unfunny joke I seem to be sticking with. Okay. You ready? Um, Have you ever gone for a high five and the other person didn't? Oh yeah, but I, I did a worse one, which was um, a very, 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 very famous comedian in Denmark. I'd only been dating for like a month. And then he left the, the comedy club and he went in for a hug. So I like just hugged him. Like, of course I did. It was like yes. super famous. So I was like hugging him. This really intense, like, thank you so much for hugging me hug. But he hadn't gone in for a hug. He oh, just no. had to open the door, which was right no. next to me. He didn't even hug back. Oh, so it was no. just me so embracing, just to him. embracing his waist as he oh, tried to no. open the door, but I was in the way now. Oh, yeah. so yeah. So, so the, the high fives I can totally deal with, but that will stick in my brain forever. Amazing. Um, good. Me too. It's going to stick in my brain. <laughs> what is the worst job you've ever had? Oh, my God. The worst job. So I was a fundraiser in Denmark, which I'm good at fundraising. I was first on the street, fundraising on the street, and then I was in telemarketing. I was brilliant in telemarketing. I was really. I became the head of the department of Danish Red Cross okay. Youth Fundraising Department for a it's while. Very impressive. I was really, I'm really good at it because I, I have no soul. Handy. I'm really good at calling privileged people saying, "Give some fucking money, privileged piece of shit," and I'm really good at telling other people to do the same. Um, but the street fundraising was the worst because I'm not. I don't know, I'm just not, I just, I'm well, I'm social anxiety, I didn't know what I did at the time, but it was standing in the street trying to get people's attention. Trying to get people, their eye contact. Yeah, having people spin on you, push you. Oh no, is it really? Oh actually? yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, a lot of people had issues with that. And I've seen, even, we didn't, at least didn't have this in Denmark, but in the UK people call them charity muggers. Chuggers, Chuggers, yeah. Chuggers, yeah, which yeah. I, I was like, oh fuck every single one of you. This is the hardest, <laughs> it's the hardest job in the world, and yeah. you're literally doing it. I just have intense guilt, and I just kind of, Say, oh, I'm already a supporter. I don't know. I'm well, supporting everyone. Well, now I'm going to fundraising mode, which is, well, why aren't you supporting? I, I am. <laughs> I'm a supporter of everything well, that you're about to mention. Well, uh, that's exactly how you need to do it. But that's do you ever miss being working in charity and stuff like that? I mean, I prefer the job I have. Yeah, I'm just joking. But I kind of miss it because it was so... The thing is, I feel like I'm at least being a better person now because it didn't feel like being a good person. It felt like being really good at my job. It felt like Fair being... Enough. Because I think you have to, because a lot of the people who work for me were really good people. So they felt bad when someone on the phone said, I'm so sorry, I just I can't support because I'm, I'm having a really hard time at the moment. Where I was a good one because I could say, oh my God, I totally relate to that. <sighs> like like the children, you know, in these Wall Street areas. <laughs> dying. I mean, so I totally know like, it must be really hard having it. Like a really shit life, because you know, so do they, and you know, things that for us you're like, so good at a pound a day for them is you know, like the rest of that. Like, oh my gosh, I totally understand. Like, <laughs> they'd go, right, okay, fair enough. Well, like, I'm Fine. really, really Fine. good at it, really good. That's so impressive. But by being a bad person, like, by being a lying piece of shit, <laughs> but that's also that's what you kind of have to do. I think yeah. that just a job in that will kill you if you're a good, empathetic person who's just. You know, like a people please, I just want everyone to be happy because then you can't go in and make like the hardcore, you know, decisions to be like, no, actually, listen, <laughs> you, this is not about emotions, this is about maths, it's about we Getting need this money. money because the government is doing these things and this country has this problem, which is ultimately because of us and because of whiteness and like, colonialism in general. So yeah, you have a 
responsibility. So when you say, I can't afford this, really? Have you bought a cup of coffee in the last month? Then you can afford this. Yeah. You're good at this. I'm so good at this. You have no idea. The next question is, do you worry your phone is listening to you? I don't, but I fucking should. I don't care. There's nothing there. Really? To, just nothing. My life isn't exciting enough for my phone to be interested. <laughs> well, well, I just read Crash Override. No, that by Zoe Quinn. So oh, she's God. the main person who was uh, the victim of the Gamergate thing. Oh, God. She was so, okay, I do doxed care. by all these trolls. And yeah. That has made me go, right, oh, God, I need to be more... Cover yourself. Yeah, you probably should in a way. Just Maybe I should close my phone. <laughs> yeah, just never be on social media, move to a forest and a cabin. Yeah, I think something. that'll work out just fine. Oh, God, I'd love that. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, how often do you cry? Ooh. Oh, God. Once a Well, I think it comes in waves, ironically. <laughs> well, it's because I'm in... I was say constant therapy. It feels like it. So I think I'll have moments when I've kind of opened up a bit and then I just cry about everything and all the time yeah it's yeah. unstoppable and I'm like oh my god I'm crying again and then there'll be times when I'm oh I've been dead inside for a month <laughs> and that's probably self-protection you know yeah. it's like everything shuts down so you can deal with things inside of yourself but I don't ever cry in public if I can help it I hate that I cannot not even in public but even in front of friends in front of people no, no just no I cannot do it no although if there's an animal involved I'm quite I'm dead yeah. inside personally and like, I watch a lot of very violent horror films <laughs> oh, yeah. but if there's a dog oh, involved on any level I just completely fall apart oh, I, <laughs> had that almost, I, I, I had this weird thing yesterday I was at this, this 26 hour long show uh, orchestrated <laughs> by Mark Watson an insane wow. person yes, and, um, clearly <laughs> and he used to he's done a lot of these shows for charity and they've always been with him and his best friend Corey Shaw Corey who works in comedy and everyone knows her, everyone loves Corey because she's amazing but now she's has I don't know what the disease is but she has like a chronic um, what's it called chronic pain illness she's right. been in bed for two months I think it was a oh, so she couldn't be at the show which is already sad and horrible 
but then she had someone like drive her there, so she was like, she came in after we'd been awake for what was it like four p.m. So we've been awake. The show had been going since ten the night before. Oh so we're already tired, and she came in like with like a cane and in her bathrobe because she just barely been able to make it out of there. And I was like. Oh God! We get this together. <laughs> no, don't, don't do it. And then we just looked around the room, and everyone was crying, and oh, he almost God. cried, and she was crying, and I was like, "This is horrible. I can't do. I cannot do this." And my head just goes into like, "Think about fun things. Think about fun things. Don't cry." What was that film <laughs> that really? Uh, to all the boys I left before, oh, which was just like a romantic teenage nice film, and I cried film. two hours you? afterwards. <laughs> and I was just like, so innocent. They still believe in love. They still believe in Because I remember being a teenager and actually having hormones. I've used them a lot now, but like, but also just oh, faith. I felt you hadn't had your heart broken yeah. yet, and you hadn't been deceived yet, and you hadn't. You know, and, and all the boys you were into were also just like fumbling about, not knowing yet, like not having been hurt yet by their first. Well, that is person. actually the next question. Who oh, was yeah. the first ever person to feel you up? Oh, to like fondle? Yeah. Oh, that. Oh, you know. Take back to those teen years. And that was Mehmet. I was so in love with Mehmet from oh. 11 to 13 or something. So in love with him. He was so. I mean, I don't think I can say he was hot because he was also <laughs> he was 13. <laughs> I remember thinking he was hot. Oh, this yeah, is not... just so hot. <laughs> I, remember, I remember him coming back in like football practice. He'd be sweating and I'd be like, oh, oh my God, he's so sweaty. <laughs> and then I went, I went away for a year and fell in love with Lesser, this other boy. Uh, so I wasn't even in love with me with anymore. And then I came back to the same school and we were on a school trip to Germany, to Berlin. And we were playing Spin the Bottle and I'd never played that before. I'd never been kissed. I'd never done anything before. And then uh, what, the first question was something like, who would you... And I was already in love with this other boy who was in the room, Martinez. I was mostly love. Martinez knew and he, he wasn't into me. And then the question was something like, who would you rather kiss in this room? And I remember Martinez looking at me like, don't tell them because that would be embarrassing. And then I said, meme it. And then everyone was confused and I said, well, I was actually in love with meme it for two years. And then meme it had this look in his Gosh. face like, oh my God, you were. And I was like, yeah, I don't remember I told you. And he just, he looked like he'd seen a ghost. Uh, and then one of the other boys was like, you could have fucked two years ago. <laughs> he was like, oh my God, I could have fucked two years ago. And, um, and then and the next time... And they your boobs this entire time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next bottle thing was uh, to go and stand in the, in the bathroom for three minutes with the door locked and the lights turned off. Oh, like, that stuff was I so exciting. I've never heard about that before. I just no. I genuinely didn't understand the logic. I was like, well, why is that a thing? Why would that, but well, we're not scared of the dark. Why is that a thing? I did not understand it. Standing there with Mehmet and his friend, who just also didn't know what was happening. And I just remember Mehmet like getting close. I think it wasn't even fondling. He was like touching my thigh a bit, oh. but it was the most, Erotic thing. I remember that one when I got this breath on my lips and I was like, I had a heart attack and I just started to panic and I was like, ah, this is fun. Ah, what's happening? And I was like touching his face, was, like grabbing his cheeks, like, ah, what are we doing? What are we doing? And then I, I eloped, I ran out the door and sat down and then I was so energetic, I spun the bottle and slammed into a wall and broke. Oh God! Yeah. And since then I've regretted and not kissing me. <laughs> yeah, I spent most of um, year eight, which I don't know how that translates for yeah. you, second year of secondary school. What age? Uh, third, 12, 13? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in a cupboard with boys. <laughs> like, in fact, our entire class would just 
cram into this tiny broom cupboard and we would all just be next to each other, like maybe kind of breathing on each other. It was just very, it's the best very though. exciting. I have such fun memories of so cool being a teenager. I mean, it was fucking awful. Everything was so dramatic. So dramatic, yeah. Exciting. Do you have any teen diaries or anything? Like, this oh, is yeah. so funny to me. I have mine on the internet and I would send what? the link to some of my friends. Can you send it to me? Oh, I don't even know if I still... <laughs> I wish I I'm obsessed with teen diaries. I oh, have wow. so many, and I just like you have me being like, I'm so in love with Martinez. Today he called me a stranded whale. I think he likes me. He's like, oh my god, you're so far. <laughs> so off. hot. Well, yeah, <laughs> so no, I, I would just be like, oh my god, I'm so in love with James. And um, uh, at the wreck, we snogged, and then he went and snogged Kate Hardy and also this other person, this other person. But he's on me first, so <laughs> he definitely likes me. Oh, I remember saying, like, I'm now in a relationship with Magnus. But I don't know if I like him or not. I'm going to try and write his name in a heart. And if I can do that, I must be in love with him. And I remember calling him while my friend was in the room, pretending she wasn't there. And then like, I would say something, he would say something. And then I would say, oh, yeah, one second. And I would hold the hand over the, the phone. And I'd say, oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's so hot. He's so cute. Oh, my God. He said the cutest thing just now. And I'd be like, <clears throat> Uh, yeah, hey, so uh, what kind of music do you listen to? Like, uh, the radio? Like, oh, cool, me too. One second. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, he's so hot. And then about two weeks later, I found out he heard, he could hear me because it's yeah, not an American I mean. movie. <laughs> do you uh, fart in front of people? Oh, not if I can help it. Okay. I don't think, I wouldn't want to. I mean, but if it's like, not if, I think... I'd rather not. Okay, good. I'm <laughs> glad. Like we're in an enclosed space. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of thinking. Okay, we'll move on then. Did you ever get lost as a child? Um, not really. I, I very much, I have not seen into the future, but I very much try to predict everything and I kind of want to know. Even when you were little? Yeah, yeah I've always been kind of anxious. But I remember once, what was I watching? It must. Oh yeah, it was... Uh, the beginning of Beauty and the Beast. Amazing. You know when she's like, she has this blue dress on, yep. and she goes to the library, she goes around the market. Yeah, she's she singing this... about how provincial it is. She's being such a It's my, my favourite Disney film, probably, um, but she is. <laughs> so much fun. It's literally like, we've moved here and they're all fucking plebs. <laughs> But I love it. It was my dream to be her. That's amazing, yeah. And me she, too. my mom had one book that was completely blue, and I was like, that's like the book she has in the film. And then I had, so I found this basket that you could have over your arm, and I was allowed, I don't know how old I must have been. We lived in a tiny village, and nothing was. Plebs, all plebs. <laughs> I basically was So provincial. <laughs> and so I was allowed to walk. It must it felt like hours away, but it must have been like three minutes. I was allowed to walk into the local tiny mall with like seven shops with a roof over. And I was allowed to go there and like walk around with my basket. Pretending <laughs> to be Belle. Pretending to be Belle. And then I had a, um, uh, what do you call it? The kind of clock you use for food that you twist and then it counts down. An egg timer? Is that, that what you're talking about? about? You can just carry around an egg timer? Yeah. Because <laughs> okay, yes. like when that rings, oh, I see. Yes. you go back. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. That's quite a... But then when I was in the shop and there were people... I was like, it would be so embarrassing if that rang now, because they, they think I'd stolen something. Or yeah. So I just kept like turning it, so it became later and later, because I was so scared. Aww. Until my mom came and was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Where were you? Oh my god. <laughs> you know, that's embarrassing. So. I, mean, I, I was just trying to be cool in front of all these people, I don't know, okay? <laughs> 
and men in life. <laughs> That's the, the time Well, again, you've predicted my next question. Who is your favourite Disney villain? Ooh, villain. Well, Ursula. Yes. I have a tattoo on my body. Do you know where? On my thigh. Oh my god, I love her so much. I've actually written, mine is a tie between Gaston and Ursula. Oh, Gaston's good as well. He's just oh. so bad. Oh, he's just, he, he, so to good. me, he's just pure evil. He's not trash, he's not a monster, he's, he's not like, he's just well, it's toxic masculinity. That's exactly that, that's exactly what he is. And they got it in the 90s. I love it, I love it so much. Well, Ursula's cool because she's not actually... She's like, she's not even that bad, She's, just, she's just trying to fucking live her life. And also... She can change forms, but she doesn't. This is what she I was going to say. She goes to trick some idiot men by yeah. p- pretending to be that yeah. thin thing. And then she's like, no, I'm cooler back here being the person I am. Yeah. She's, and she shows what's her face that she is, you know, they just want you for your voice. Exactly. Oh, without, they just want you for your looks. You know, you have your looks. No, she's, she's fighting. She's fighting the system, or the king, whatever you call She's amazing. Fish actually. or whatever, like... He's just trying to control his exactly. daughter, trying to slash shame her. Like, no, Ursula. Oh my god, Ursula's a true hero. Oh, she's film. amazing. Yeah. She's incredible. So cool. Yeah. So I think, like, Little Mermaid, I can actually recite almost word for word. Oh my god. <laughs> I remember listening to Jessica Simpson had a cover version of Part of Your World. That's is Jessica Simpson's version awful? Well, Jessica Simpson is, is sort of, like, I think she has a lot of talent. And then she just goes 10% too far. <laughs> it's just like a bit too much. Like, just a bit too just, much. Just a little too Jessica Simpson. It's just a bit too like, like a lot of that. But I, I have a huge soft spot for voices, big voices. Yeah. Like I have no oh musical God. genre taste. Like there's no, I won't say like rock or pop or whatever. It's just voices. And then I don't care if it's musical theatre or pop or rock or gospel yeah. or Yeah, if a TV folk. show or a film has singing in it, I'm... Oh just there. Well, only if they sing well. Big voices. It's yeah. my... Oh, definitely. Huge, but, and that comes from my mom. My mom would always, she'd call me in from my, from my room and be like, come in, come in, come in. And then whatever song she was listening to, I'd listen to this voice. Like, oh my God. And it would be anything from like Meatloaf, weirdly. <laughs> Meatloaf. Um, I met Meatloaf once. Are you joking? No. Oh my God. He's no, just one of those. and he's, pro- he's really problematic. He's a, yeah, of course he is. He Everyone is. <laughs> Every, every man is. There's a lot of articles about how he told uh, Trump to run for president. Yes! Yeah. He was actually just reading about that the other day. Oh, God. Yeah, He's the fault. His voice is... I know. I can't, oh, my God. And the women he sings with as well. Yeah. He's the, and actually, one of I mean, the most starstruck over an interview. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I had such a history with him. Yeah. Like, not with him. About him. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, does he know? Does he know what I've been thinking? <laughs> not, like, in a sexual way, but just, like... I heard was it better voice. than when you met Brian McFadden? Because <laughs> big voices, I wouldn't necessarily put Brian McFadden in that camp. Actually, weirdly, his, his new album. Are you, are you into it? I've not downloaded it because I don't oh. like the songs. But his voice is really good. When he doesn't do the pop voice, yeah, yeah it's quite raw. I think it could have been a really good like solo artist if he hadn't done pop stuff like if he'd yeah. actually been like a, an interesting singer well, songwriter I thought that's why he left Westlife like he was going to go and do a proper you know be the Robbie Williams yeah I think he wanted to do that but I think he I think he lacks personality <laughs> it's been a while but this because I did my first shows about them or about me being a fan of them they're my dream guests on the podcast because I have so you many, asked them you didn't I don't think they would get anything out of 
like the people who would be interested, the people who would listen to my podcast and be like, oh, this is actually an interesting thing, are not the same people who would go to their concerts. Right. They don't get anything out of associating themselves with you. Well, on that note, I think I'm just going to take a piss. <laughs> Which I genuinely wouldn't. I'd be, I'm so curious about. Just want to ask them really yeah. creepy questions. I just really want to know what happened and what it's like okay. to have that status and Must and then be so grown weird. ups now because yeah. we're all grown ups. Weird. Like, how was it being that famous when you were 18 and you have to be this angelical, you know, small town Irish boy who just still loves his mother kind of thing? Weird. But having to be that and a sex symbol at the same time, and you know, but not a threatening sex symbol because most yeah. of their girls were preteen, most of their fans would take preteen. Yeah, but also like, I was thirteen and I had a banner of one of their concerts with yeah. sexual innuendo songs. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> How? What is that like when you're like, oh my god, these thirteen-year-olds want to fuck me? So, well, they don't. They don't know what, what they're do? saying. I remember when that song. I don't know if you guys had it. Um, it was a song that basically just went. And I would sing that all day. I had no idea what I was saying. (laughs) But the spheres became sexual. I I didn't know that that was. I mean, we didn't know that it was sexual from the start. We didn't know that the schoolgirl thing. Of course, it was. It was always sexual. I just realised that right now. But when she like went into Oops, I did it again, and people were like, "What? She has a body." And Christina Aguilera as well, and Dirty was suddenly naked. We're like, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" And I just had my roots being like, "This is so. There's something so ruining all my childhood." Listen, I've been talking to you for ages, and we haven't even mentioned. I I will wrap up, but we have to mention the book coming out. Happy fact. I, I love the co- I haven't read it because it's not out yet. But I, I love the cover. Um, who came up with that then? Rebecca? Oh, me. Was me. that your I idea? I thought for that quite a lot. And I wanted to ask, like, what kind of pen you used? Did you have to, like, experiment oh. with a biro? Well, is there, like, a skin pen? <laughs> <laughs> well, I. So it's. I've done Sorry, it. Sorry, describe times. it. Yeah, so, so it's me with my stomach out. It's amazing. And uh, then I've drawn a face on the stomach, which I've done a few times. It's kind of based on the fact that I've done it a few times at home, yeah. where I use like an eyeliner, and it was just like two eyes and, the, and lipstick. Yeah, because uh, I have. Because there are some pens on the table, and I, if we have <laughs> time, I was going to say, can we draw? <laughs> we could put the shoes set because I'm wearing a jumpsuit. So that would mean. Oh, that would be yeah, fully naked. naked. Yeah. Like, the security's going to come chuck us out in a minute, and you're going to be fully naked. Oh, excuse I'm gonna be me, drawing on yourself. <laughs> Did you not know what we were going to do? Uh, so I've done it a few times and put it on social media and it's already, or, I just like doing it it's always got a really positive so brilliant so I said it to my uh, my publishers I was like this has to be the cover because yeah. it's just it's it has to be so the, the one on the cover is made by the makeup artist who was at the photo shoot oh amazing we made it a lot more um, detailed than what I'm used to I'm used to two silly eyes and you know <laughs> my navel is the mouth it looks beautiful but she went all in with proper eyelashes and stuff it's absolutely amazing and I think she just used regular makeup as well um, before I let you go please can you just say the word cunt because it sounds so satisfying in your accent cunt why cunt it's one of my favourite words no, 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 just, no I'm saying it cunt cunt, cunt. You just sound how do you really, say it it's really hot I'm just a bit more like cunt cunt it's not as good is it because I do the t- yeah, maybe. Cunt. Say it again. Cunt. Yeah, it's doing it for me. Cunt. So on that note, do you have anything you would like to plug? How do people find out more by tickets or follow on social media, Sophie? I think my favourite thing to plug is my newsletter. Yeah. Because, I mean, I always find do... out about everything through that. That's the thing. I always do so many things. And if you follow me on Twitter or Instagram, which you should, or Facebook, um, you'll miss a lot of the things I'm doing. I often 
you know, it's it's weird how much you can use a whole day going, I'm on tour, I'm in these 12 cities, I'm in these 12 cities, I'm in these 12, and then someone will tweet you and go, when are you in, are you ever in Birmingham? You're like, yeah. <laughs> well, if you get my newsletter and you receive all the news and read them, then you will never miss out on anything. So and also, I share a lot, I share so much, because I don't think anyone reads it, so I just overshare some secrets <laughs> and stuff. And my agent hates it. Uh, so, sobiehagen.com, S-O-F-I-E-H-A-G-E-N, and then... There's a thing that pops up and asks you to sign up for it and then you'll get everything. Everything's on serving.com. You've got such an exciting year ahead. I'm so, so grateful that you were able to come and join me today. Um, you've been as glorious as I knew you would be. Um, and thank you everyone out there for listening. Uh, please rate and subscribe. Bye. Bye. Thank you everyone out there for listening. Next week on the podcast, we have the absolutely excellent Andy Osho. It's one of my favourite chats ever and we sing the Titanic song. Please do join us and rate and subscribe if you can. Thanks, bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.